is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, January 7th, and we are one day closer to the wild card round. It's going to be freaking awesome with six games. I am so stoked for this. And today on the show, I want to break down rankings just for the wild card round, not for your draft and hold drafts, but just for this weekend. So if you're in one and done contests here, I'm going to hook you up with my thoughts on how things unfold for one and done and how I might play the slate. It's how I'm going to play the slate. I could dance around that one, but it's how I'm going to play the slate. Before I get into that, though, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So there you go, monkeyknifefight.com. It's pretty good. And hey, is there a better weekend than wildcard weekend to get things started? Maybe dabble a little bit in some NBA, if that happens to be your uh, flavor. Uh, let's dive into it, though. Wildcard, fantasy football rankings. And again, with an eye towards one, one and dones, if you haven't played a one-and-done format before, I, I highly recommend it. You can do it with as few as five, six, seven, eight people. You could do it with 100 or more people. And where I do play this format is over at uh, at uh, MyFantasyLeague.com. Again, not getting any support from those guys, although cool guys, no doubt about it. Uh, and, um, you know, they offer this product for free, so shout out to them. But that's where you play this at. So once you use the player once, you you can't use them again. That's it. One and done. Now, really kind of two, I, I kind of like to mix two strategy points when I construct rosters each week. First point is typically you want to have a high scorer in uh, or on a team who loses, right? High scoring player, team loses. That way you don't even have to worry about them. You maximized what you got out of them. However, there is also the approach of loading up on one conference and saving the other conference because you really want to be when you get to the Super Bowl, you want to be in the hunt, but you also want to be able to full uh, field a a full roster that really is chock full of the best possible options, right? You want pretty much everybody at your disposal. So it's not an easy thing to do, but it's not, I mean, I, hey, I've made it to the end many, many times before where I have a full roster. Sometimes I'm in the hunt to win, other times I'm not. But what I'll notice is that in a lot of instances, if I stay in that Peloton, like right in the you know, in the pack for the first two weeks, if you can close ground there uh, in the conference championship, you could be within striking distance. Sometimes the teams that get out to the lead in wild card or even wild card and the divisional round sometimes blow through some of the top players. So just keep that in mind. At quarterback, I mean, the top options of the week, I have it Lamar and Josh Allen, but I do think that Lamar and Josh Allen will, I think they're going to win. So I'm not going to use them in one and dones, but I do have have them at one and two, and they're really the top tier group for me this week. 
Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill as that next group. And I do think that Brady wins. I think Russell Wilson wins. So Tannehill really is my top one and done play of the week. I don't think they win. But this is the risky one. So, for example, like if you think Baltimore loses, then Lamar is is really the top one and done play of the week. I don't think it necessarily plays out that way. But as I go through here, let me, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the Tennessee Titans because if you think they're going to lose, you could run one particular risk. So I'll talk about that as I go forward. From there, I have it Breeze, Roethlisberger. I mean, I like both of those guys, but, you know, the problem is, okay, Breeze, it's not that bad of a matchup. It's a number 15 matchup over the last five weeks, but I just don't see much upside with him. Ben, the last time he played the Browns, because he didn't play last week, remember, he threw for 161 in a score, and that was earlier in the season. That was back in week six, so I'm not bullish on that either. Uh, Jared Goff at eight, I do think that he ends up playing. Rivers at nine, he might be the dark horse uh, one-and-done guy on you know out, out of all of these options here uh, on a team who I do think loses there in the first round. Baker Mayfield, Mitchell Trubisky, Alex Smith. Why not use Josh Allen? Because if you, Especially if you think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl, you don't want to use Josh Allen now. If they go to the Super Bowl, let's say they face the Packers. Who are you using if you had both Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers? Who are you using? Right, it's Josh Allen. I love Aaron Rodgers, but it's Josh Allen. So I don't want to get to the Super Bowl and not have that option. Um, so you know, again, it could look foolish if they do end up losing, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So let's go to running back top tier. I have three guys in the top tier: Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor. Henry, 133, and that game-winning score against the Ravens back in Week 11. He he's locked in as the top guy, and if you think the Titans are going to lose, obviously he's locked in as the top one and done. Don't think the Saints lose, but I do think Kamara's back on the field. So Jonathan Taylor coming off a massive Week 17 performance. Not a terrible matchup against the Bills, and you figure if the Colts want a chance of winning, then they really need to feed Jonathan Taylor. So Taylor is is in play, but I don't think they win. So really, I mean, the chalky running back tandem would be Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor this week. After that, there is a, a, a clump of, of running backs together here. By the way, these rankings are up over at FTNFantasy.com. But uh, here's how I have it. Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. So two good backs in bad matchups. Actually, we could throw Chris Carson in there as well. So four, five, and six. All in bad matchups. Chubb has to face the Steelers. Montgomery has to face the Saints. Carson has to face the Rams. Those are brutal matchups. J.K. Dobbins at seven. My only complaint on or knock on J.K. Dobbins is the fact that Lamar touches the ball so much. Uh, then I have James Conner, Cam Akers, two kind of wild card, you know, true fitting to this weekend wild card guys. Both of them could easily be top three on this slate. But they also could really disappoint. Then finally, Ronald Jones and Antonio Gibson. They're facing each other. I love them both, but I hate their matchups, unfortunately. After that, I really don't think... So the thing about one-and-dones, by the way, is you know if you... Um, you don't really have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Let's put it that way. You don't have to use... RB3s, wide receiver fives. Like you don't have to use those guys typically uh, unless you get to the Super Bowl and you and you really dried up your player pool. 
that's the only time I typically will end up using those guys. So the three that I might consider because of game script would be Hines, Hunt, and McKissick. All three of those guys could be in games where they play from behind, and if they play from behind, we've seen, especially like McKissick with Alex Smith, just get peppered with targets. Otherwise, here's how the rest of the rankings unfold. Gus, Singletary, Zach Moss, Leonard Fournette, Lat Murray, Benny Snell, Malcolm Brown, Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram, Peyton Barber, Rashad Penny, Darrington Evans, Patrick Ricard, Jeremy McNichols, Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, it gets ugly. I ranked them all, baby. Artavis Pierce and Jalen Samuels. Moving to wide out, there are two top options for me in a tier by themselves, Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown. Diggs, really, I could put him almost in the top tier. Diggs has actually a really interesting matchup as well. He's He faces the Colts, who look like they will probably be without Rock Yassin. So that means T.J. Carey will be out there on the side that Diggs lines up more often. So he'll face some Xavier Rhodes, but I think Diggs just goes off in this one. Doesn't look like uh, Cole Beasley is going to play either. Diggs is questionable, but I think he plays. Uh, A.J. Brown. So the the Ravens secondary is banged up. Jimmy Smith banged up. Marlon Humphrey, does he play? That's a question right there. And I like how he matches up. Now, he scored against them as well when he faced them in Week 11. Not a big game, but I just like how he matches up. And I think he's a relatively safe bet. And here's where we run into that problem I was talking about with Tennessee. In a one and done. If you load up on Tennessee and Tennessee wins, I mean, granted, you're going to score a lot of points, but if they make another run like last year, you could be shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. So I don't know if I would go that route hardcore. Like, if I'm if I'm going Tannehill, it almost makes it really difficult to go Derrick Henry. If I go Tannehill, you have to go A.J. Brown, I think. But then go Derrick Henry as well. That seems like so many eggs in one basket. The next tier, I have three wideouts and sort of question marks surrounding all of them. Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, and Allen Robinson. And different question marks, right? Michael Thomas, the question mark is whether or not he's back on the field. I like the matchup for him, but whether or not he's back on the field. DK Metcalf, he's going to be on the field. The question mark is the matchup facing Jalen Ramsey, and he has not performed well against the Rams this season. Ramsey or not not perform well against him. And then Allen Robinson, the question mark is Mitchell Trubisky. I actually dig Robinson's matchup. Marshawn Lattimore has not been good this season. Uh, So I don't mind that. It's just Mitchell Trubisky against the Saints. That's where I don't trust it entirely. He is a one-and-done option, though. No, No doubt about it, regardless of what you think of Trubisky. The next tier is relatively deep, and this is like this is a tier where I think we can, you know, kind of uh, cherry pick a bunch of guys for one and duns. But let me talk at the top. So I have Mike Evans at the top, and this one obviously comes with a question mark. I think he ultimately plays, you know. So as I'm recording this here, uh, we're sitting here on Thursday. I wanted to record it a little bit later in the day because I mean, hey, there's no rush anyway. But just so I could get the. Uh, practice reports here for Thursday, and I do have them, so I, I know what's going on with Tampa. Mike Evans today was a limited participant in practice. To me, that's awesome because he went DNP, DNP. Bruce Arians said it was a hyperextended knee. I I think this means he does in fact play, and if Evans plays, I don't think it's a decoy situation. I think he's going to be out there like usual, and he's the top option. Now, if for some reason he doesn't play, then I move Chris Godwin all the way up into that next tier above. I actually think I put him at three ahead of Thomas because he should, you know, he should really feast in that one. 
and I would move Antonio Brown up to where I have Godwin currently, which is eight. I have Deontay Johnson in between. I'm not going to use Evans or Godwin in one and dones. I'm not going to use Deontay Johnson, although I think he goes. I think he has a double digit target day in this game. It's just whether or not he drops the football. But hey, Cleveland could be without. Uh, Denzel Ward, we don't know if he's going to be back. And as of as of right now, I'm not seeing anything that he was activated uh, from the reserve COVID list. And then uh, Kevin Johnson looks like he certainly won't be playing. So you know, there's some moving parts there, but that could be a really nice matchup. Think about that for DFS purposes this week. Uh, Corey Davis I have at 9, and then Marquise Brown at 10. These are two guys who have been pretty streaky down the stretch, but have also had some pretty big games. Tyler Lockett at 11, the quietest 100-catch season ever. How the hell did he get 100 catches? Anyway, uh, then I have Juju and Claypool back-to-back. McLaurin at 14. He'd be a one-and-done option. I don't love that matchup, though, because it does look like Carl Davis is going to be back on the field. Jarvis at 15. He's a one-and-done guy. I just don't know... I'm really pessimistic on Baker, and and maybe I'll be wrong on that one because Baker has really played good football down the stretch. I I, I hear you, Brown Browns fans. Uh, certainly trending up after for a little while it looked like oh no was that a mirage in his first year? And I don't think so. Baker played pretty good football here. So you know that Jarvis connection, man, he goes after it, and I don't hate that matchup. I currently have AB at 16. Like I said, you know it's just the mouths to feed thing. That has me there, but if if no Evans, he moves way up. Then two very interesting one and done guys, Robert Woods, who regardless of anything this year has been awesome, regardless of Jared Goff, and then T.Y. Hilton. I mean, hey, over the last six games, T.Y. Hilton has really finally developed that connection with Philip Rivers. Five touchdowns over that span, you know, really looking good. So even in a loss, hey, I'll take some garbage time points in my my one and dones. From there, you know, some deeper names who I think he could potentially use. Maybe I'm a little low on Cooper Cup at 21. I have John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Cooper Cup, Gabe Davis, uh, Darnell Mooney there at um, 23. Then Hollywood Higgins, and I'll, I'll just roll through it here. Zach Paschal, Isaiah McKenzie, who should be the starter with Cole Beasley looking unlikely. Michael Pittman, Cam Sims, Josh Reynolds, Marquez Callaway, Willie Sneed, David Moore, James Washington, Anthony Miller is a sneaky DFS option, but I don't want to use him in one and duns. Miles Boykin, Steven Sims, Kadero Hodge, Dez, throw up that X, baby. Uh, Cordero Patterson, Cameron Batson, Scotty Miller, Van Jefferson, Devin Duvernay, Freddie Swain, Juwan Johnson. I told you I went deep. That's 45 freaking receivers ranked for this weekend in six games. Gotta love it, baby. All right, let's round it out with tight end. I'll give you a couple quick thoughts on defense, too, by the way, and kicker. But uh, tight end, there is one top option. It's very clear this week. It's Mark Andrews. I am not using Mark Andrews in a one and done. Uh, not not going to do it. I'm going to use the heck out of him in DFS, so is everybody else. But uh, in, you know, beyond that, I think there's the, the clear chalk. Like If you had to say who's going to be the most widely rostered tight end in one and duns, it's Logan Thomas, right? I have him ranked at two. He's coming off a 72-catch season. I can't see using Jared Cook. I can't see using Rob, Rob Gronkowski. I can't see using Eric Ebron, who I have at three, four, and five, because I think those teams win. So it comes down to Logan Thomas or Jonu Smith, Austin Hooper, or the rest of the games. See, the rest of the games I don't think we can use. Do you go with the Bears? If you think the Bears are going to lose like a lot of us do, do you go with Cole Komet or Jimmy Graham? They cannibalize off of each other, right? 
If you look at the Rams, do you go with Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett? They cannibalize off of each other. And then if even with the Colts, Jack Doyle or Trey Burton. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. So I think Thomas, if you just want to, it's good chalk, so you could eat the good chalk, but you could also in a one and done go with Hooper. Jonu Smith feels risky if you're going Tennessee heavy. I don't want to overload there. But if you don't go Tennessee heavy and you do want to get a piece of that, he's not a bad piece uh, at a position that's going to be tricky in one and dones. Uh, so I mentioned all those, uh, the, the the cannibalized options. I do have Dawson Knox at eight. So here's how I have the rest of the tight end position for this week. Dawson Knox, Komet, Higby, Doyle, Jimmy Graham, Everett, Burton, Hollister, Ferkser, I barely know her, Disley, Brait, Bryant, Mo Ali Cox, Najoku, Troutman, uh, Swaim, Lee Smith, Vance McDonald, Michael Pruitt, not your Cole Pruitt, and Jeremy Sprinkle at 20, 27 freaking tight ends. How you like that? How you like that, Rat Pack? All right, kicker really quickly. I honestly think the best one and done is Rodzilla. I'm going with Rodrigo Blankenship. It does look like Goskowski could be back. I initially ranked Sam Sloman, but it looks like Goskowski could be back. He was activated off of the COVID list. My rankings really quickly. It's Bass, Lutz, Tucker, Suckup, Sloman slash Goskowski, Blankenship, Matthew Wright for the Steelers, Myers, Gay, Parkey, Santos, and Hopkins. I think Blank Blankenship's the top option. For one and dones, though, coming in at six. For defense, all the teams that I think are winning, I have ranked as my top six. So I have it Tampa, New Orleans, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Baltimore. So I don't want to use any of those unless I'm loading up on one side, which a defense might be a, a reasonable option. Like you say, all right, I'm just going to load up every round, I'm going to play an NFC defense and and then in in the Super Bowl, I plan on playing an AFC defense or vice versa. I don't think that's a terrible strategy. I have gone that route before. So if you're going that route and you want to go NFC priority, then yeah, I would use Tampa um, or or New Orleans, one or the other. But I, I think Tampa is probably the, the easier bet because I do think New Orleans makes it a little further in the playoffs. You could also go, you know, you could go Seattle, um, any of those three. If you wanted to use a defense that, you think on a team is going to lose. I don't recommend that strategy, but I have the Rams as the top option. Rams at seven, Washington, Cleveland, Indy, Tennessee, Chicago. There you go. Wild card round. Uh, definitely all in here with uh, these one and dones. It's great contest format. If you want more on that, you can always hit me up on social media at Jeff Ratcliffe. Of course, I'm at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. Also at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Remember, you want any of this information, you got to draft tomorrow night. Or if you're listening to this on Friday, if you have a draft tonight, <laughs> hello from the past. If you have a draft tonight, then uh, go check out my strategy article over at FTNFantasy.com. Rankings for wildcard. All of that is free over there. Plus, yo, we got hockey. We got hockey action, yo. If you play uh, season-long hockey, shout out to you, first and foremost. That's I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. Uh, we do have you covered. Chris Meany, you know it's, you know it's good when you got a Canadian writing hockey for you over at FTNFantasy.com. Uh, of course, keep please keep reviewing the show on iTunes. I appreciate everybody who has already done so. If you haven't, it's really easy. All you have to do is head on over to your iPhone, if you have one. Just head on over. Mosey on over there. Pick up the iPhone. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. 
Scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and yeah, done. It's that simple. Really, that simple. Appreciate it. Uh, and you can also review it on the web if you don't have an iPhone. Uh, any, uh, All the reviews help. All the reviews help. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.